Hey, hey, what's up, my peoples? This is the Spliff Podcast, and I'm your host, Bonillis. This is episode 61, Sneaker Red-Eyed Toke. So let's get started. Uh, it is going to be a Sneaker Toke episode, this, and a proper one, a shorter one, and kind of a solid, too, because I've got an extended stoner moments. Uh, I got a shout out on the Grow From Your Heart podcast that I recommended a couple podcasts ago. Fuck yeah, dude. Ross to Jeff. Uh, heard, thank you, whatever listener, shouted out to him that I gave him a shout out because then he checked me out and he liked the podcast so much that he recommended it to his listeners. Fucking stoked. Mutual Appreciation Society. Hashtag Mutual Appreciation Society. I love when you get that kind of like feedback from people that uh, that you really admire and it, it turns out that hey actually they kind of dig you too that's always amazing so thank you random listener for doing that appreciate it very much so it, what that happened is uh it just kind of got me thinking about all the things that I've put out into the world and trying to remember what I do and then that makes me think about updates on those things so I figured I'd just bring some updates. First, we're going to start with the proper stoner moments. Last week was Thanksgiving holiday, and I talked about all of the ways to get the most out of swag. Now, what I didn't really do was kind of like properly define swag, which is just a very low quality weed that can be any strain and its quality can be so varied. I think that was pretty much implied throughout the whole thing, but its quality can be so varied that there is a marketplace for swag, but there are also genuine health risks that are associated with it. And one of those health risks that I didn't bring up was popping seeds when you're trying to smoke a bowl and then all of a sudden it pops like there's a landmine in it. That can genuinely, like, get you in the face, all right? That can hurt. It can be very scary. And if you've ever had a bowl pop on you, it's because there was a seed. It's like a, a popcorn kernel. It just it gets too hot, and then there it goes. Uh, one other stoner moment that I wanted to talk about, a friend of mine had asked me if you could tell if a seed was female or not just by looking at it, and I said that you couldn't. But there are feminized seeds, and the way that you get them is by stressing a female plant out so that she herms. And that process, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing it correctly, is called rotalization or rotalization. I'm not sure. I know I had heard about it and I knew about the femme to femme thing and the herming, but I totally forgot about that specific term until I was like reading an article or some forum or something. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I remember reading about that in some breeder books way before I ever thought I was ever going to know anything that was a practical application about cannabis. Uh, uh, but that one, while I may not be putting it into practice, is certainly a very relevant theory. And I'll have a link to uh, a, a better article and explanation of what that process is and probably whatever forum I found it on on my website if you want to go check that out the spliffpodcast.com i like to make sure that i have links for all of my podcasts to back up some of the things i say and so that you know where i'm getting this information from and how i concluded my thoughts 
All right. Well, that sums up all the proper stoner moments. Let's just uh, let's just have some salad stoner moments. Some stoner salad moments. While I smoke on this golden pineapple. So let's see here. Oh, so I've been using my Weekender and I have to say, I love it. I love it because I can just throw it in my purse and I forget it's there. And then when I want to be seshing with friends and I think that I haven't got any weed on me, well, lo and behold, there it is just chilling in my purse. And it's totally stood up to just being knocked around, left in there. Um, the weed has definitely dried out. But I love having all of the options again in one place. It's it it's just as good and then certainly better than the little pill box that I used to use. Um, I was hanging out with some of my girlfriends the other day, and one of my friends has fibro, and it was flaring up. So I was able to give her some GDP, which I just happened to have in my little box that totally squirreled a little in there. While I smoked on some golden pineapple, just like I'm doing right now, and just even the ability to be able to to help medicate my friends uh, more accurately, I, I love being able to do things like that. Options are my favorite. So did it, did it keep my weed, like, is it going to keep your weed pristine? No. But is it a really great option for being able to have something conveniently carry options? Yes. Can I say options some more? Options, 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 option, 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 option. I'm having a weird day today, you guys. Honestly, I'm surprised I got out of bed. I got these new pillows. They're amazing. And I did not want to leave. But the sun got up, so I had to as well. Moving on. Let's see. What's some other things? Oh, speaking about podcasts that I've been talking about earlier, there's some other podcasts that I can recommend to you. My friend Seth Green was recently on a podcast that I shared on my Facebook page. And uh, and I definitely recommend listening to that. He's a fantastic advocate and certainly someone who's a cannabis refugee and has to search for medicine being in a state that doesn't allow him access to it. He hasn't given up the fight for it. I believe he's in Tennessee and he's got a really great perspective to listen to if you enjoy listening to patients talk about how medical cannabis has affected them. And certainly if you like to listen to activists and really become impassioned that way, he's a great uh, he's a great source for that because he doesn't let anything stop him from pushing forward that and and declaring his right to this medicine. Go get it, Seth. Another podcast that uh, I don't listen to very often, 
but is a great podcast for the kind of culture and lifestyle scene. If you like uh, people getting together with great voices and podcast with really great sound, and uh, especially if you happen to find yourself in the Bay Area around California, because that is, I believe, where Grass and Grapes is located. Um, the Grass and Grapes podcast. Uh, one, they have one of the best little icons ever. It's this little joint smoking praying mantis. I love it. Uh, and then they talk about wine and weed and a lot of culture. They have three people on the podcast regularly and they have very distinctive voices. So one of the hardest things is when you have two or more people on a podcast that sound way too similar. I just get totally confused. Uh, but these people all have very distinct voices and I don't know if they have radio backgrounds or not, but they definitely have very friendly uh, radio or uh, earhole friendly voices. So yeah, if that's uh, kind of more your thing, the leisure lifestyle, check out Grass and Grapes. In the meantime, of course, I'm still enjoying Cannabis Health Radio. I look forward to it every day. It does come out five days a week, uh, which just makes me so happy. MJ Today Daily, Cannabis Health Radio. Every day I'm getting more and more great cannabis information. And I will say those tend to be the podcasts that I prefer to listen to are the ones that educate me about what's going on in cannabis, science, and politics, the industry, things like that. Uh, let's see here. What else? Well, I got definitely another toke on my bong here, so let's sink this bad boy. Clear it up. Smoking on Fillmore today. Got my... Fillmore is my go-to guy at the desk. Fillmore Bowls. He looks very much like a Fillmore, too. And, like, if you're looking for a personality type, I would go with a Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast type of thing. Brown glass, kind of staunch looking. Uh, I, 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 I hear a very baritone voice out of him. He reminds me of an old salty at the bar. Something like that. I love it draws like a pencil if I haven't said that before I probably have uh so next point I wanted to say I meant uh I was supposed to go visit with Yami and we were going to record the Spanish episode and I wanted to catch up and see if I could record some more of just what she's up to lately unfortunately she wasn't feeling great so we're gonna have to wait until after the holidays because uh, I love my audience, but not enough to go into the heart of LA during Christmas season. Sorry, I mean, love you, but. And I'm not sure if she just came down with a bug or if it has to do with other things that she's got going on health wise. But let's just all send a little bit of love to Yami. Uh, another thing, I think like last year I mentioned something that. You know, when I'm trying to de-stress, I like to play Mario Kart and work on my gold stars and all that. And I just wanted to let you know that not too long after that, probably two months, I got all my gold stars. I am officially a Mario Kart all-star. 
Thank you very much. I'm working on getting my gold wheels now. So I have to, uh, I have to complete all of the solo races. It's a little bit harder than I anticipated because I took a bit of a break, but I'm 100% committed at this moment in my life. And I can't wait to report back to you about my progress. And uh, I also, so uh, technically, I'm calling myself an all-star because I have all of the gold stars in all of the Grand Prix up to the 150cc, including the Mir 150cc, because this is Mario Kart 8, if I didn't clarify that before, if you don't remember from, you know, last year. Aren't you reading my mind, you guys? I really depend on you for that, just so you know. Uh, 100. But yeah, so Mario Kart 8, 150cc, all my gold stars, but I do have the DLC, the downloadable content too. So my next step, after I get the gold wheels from beating all those assholes in the solo ghost race, is going to be to get all of my stars in the 200cc. It's a commitment. I know. I know. But I'm going to manage. I'm going to make it work, you guys. I'm going to Tim Gun that ish. All right, last donor moment before we get to the meat of it. Um, I don't know if you noticed lately, but I've been broke. And because of that, I haven't been able to buy as much CBD flour as I'm used to. So you may have noticed that I'm not smoking as much CBD flour as I used to. But obviously, with the realization of it helping for my menstrual cycle and uh, especially also on a daily basis with the clarity of my skin, I have been using a lot of the CBD material that was the basis for the CBD coconut oil capsules that I like to make. I would always strain the material out and use a clean oil instead, but I would put the strained material to the side so that I could use it for topical applications or give it to friends, things like that. And because I'm working on such a budget lately, I've actually been going back to that material and making my capsules with it. And it's really easy. It's all kind of hardened up, but it's coated in uh, coconut oil still, and it still has cannabinoid content on it. I do need to take it much more often than I did the regular oil, but it's certainly a way that I've gotten the most use out of all of the flour that I've used to make edibles with. And I'm just super excited uh, that it's working out so well for me. So yeah, stoner on a budget. Luckily, this plant is totally on board with that. All right, we got the stoner moments out of the way. Let's talk about red eyes. Now, some of us get red eyes every single time we smoke. Some of us, like me, hardly ever get red eyes. And that all just boils back down to your biochemical individuality. How you respond to that mixture of cannabinoids and terpenes. So some people might find that they get red eyes um, in a more strain-dependent scenario. I know with me that 
very heavy Jack Herrera strains almost always dry my eyes out and make them red. Other than that, smoking weed, dabbing weed, vaping weed, eating weed, it really doesn't make my eyes red at all. It might make them a little dry, just purely the regular constant smoking it, it contributes to that significantly. Um, but unless I am really stoned, unless I have over-medicated with some edibles and my metabolic cycle kind of kicks in, that, that second, third wave, definitely by the fourth, I've got some red eyes going on. If I've eaten um, between 25 to 50 milligrams of THC, that's when it kicks in. Now, CBD is another way for some people to avoid that red-eyed scenario, but it doesn't work for everyone. Again, it goes back to smoke being an irritant, the terpenes being a contributing factor and an irritant. So if you do get red eyes, don't, don't take it personally. Don't get mad at yourself and don't feel like it's something that you are doing that's wrong. Um, because there's certainly nothing I'm doing right that's keeping me from having red eyes. I did hear the train go by. I'm going to pack another bowl. I think I'm going to mix some of this golden pineapple with some of this holy headband to very different taste. I'm excited to see how they play together. Get the spicy earthiness of that holy headband, and you've got the minty fruitiness of this golden pineapple. And I'm just gonna take a little snippet off of each bud and throw them in, fill more together. interesting it's uh it's got almost like a skunky afghani cookie lean to it hmm yeah yeah there's an aftertaste that's very girl scout cookie reminiscent to me not my favorite But these two strains together should give me a pretty good head change with very talkative, if not focused, at least talkative. Yeah, definitely unfocused talkative. All right, what are we talking about again? Uh, so I've noticed that limonene, specifically through the Jack Terpenes, really has a tendency to dry my eyes out. But unless I'm super stoned on edibles, I really don't have to worry about it. I do worry about the dry eyes, so I have something for that. If you deal with red eyes, um, you might be inclined to use things like Visine or Clear Eyes. And they can certainly help a lot. They, uh, they deal with the dilation of the blood vessels in the eyes, which is what's going on. It's, it's your blood pressure 
And everybody just says, oh, there's uh, your blood vessels dilate because there's a drop in blood pressure or there's a drop in blood pressure because your vessels dilate. But they don't really explain how or why, uh, why it works for some people, but not for others. But once it actually shows up, they all do kind of agree on one thing. And that is that Visine type products, clear eyes type products, they deal with the dilation of the vessels. They don't deal with the dryness that is also going to be present. So if you do use red eye drops, also make sure that you use dry eye drops, a saline solution that is just for dryness. My personal favorite is the Refresh product line. And they have a fantastic selection. I just use their regular saline solution that I can find at most drugstore companies. It's a little bit more expensive than your Visine or your Clear Eyes. And they also even have um, something I'm really excited to try, which is the Refresh Liquid Gel. And it's supposed to be like single usage, preservative-free, and really gentle for your eyes and also longer lasting because one of the reasons why your eyes dry out and the blood vessels react the way they do is there's actually like a mucus lining in your eye that is affected by the use of cannabis and so having a gel not just like a saline liquid but an actual gel that can kind of stick in and coat and soak into that that eyeball layer uh, I hate thinking of eyeballs and it freaks me out that is like one big thing for me that clockwork orange scene cannot watch it so even like mentally picturing this right now is totally freaking me out and I need to put eye drops in but I hate touching my eyeballs I wasn't able to touch my eyeballs until until after I turned 30, for sure. It was just, ugh, ugh. even still, I just can't think about it. I have to just do it. Contacts are never going to be a thing for me. But I can use eye drops, and I'm really excited to try that liquid gel. And I do believe that Visine and probably Clear Eyes to have a saline-only solution, one that would just be for dry eyes and not for red eyes. So if you like that brand, you want to stay loyal to that brand, definitely get yourself the dry eyes and use it with the red eyes because you're only treating half the problem and you could be making it slightly worse for yourself. Uh, a lot of doctors and stoners recommend that you don't use Visine or Clear Eyes because there's some suggestion that long-term use, depending on the cause of the red eye, may actually encourage a red eye on a constant basis. So you may actually give yourself a permanent red eye problem by trying to address an intermittent problem. All right, uh, I'm going to finish this and, and in the safety, just tell you about how I started using the Refresh Tear Formula instead of the Visine. And that was because I had a really cool ophthalmologist in my early 20s. He noticed that I had astigmatism, uh, which is a genetic hereditary thing for me. And I was very open and honest about my cannabis use. 
And he encouraged me because cannabis is often prone to dry eyes to make sure that I used a, a an eye drop on a regular basis. He didn't shame me for it. He didn't lecture me about it. He gave me practical, professional advice. Unlike the one that I go to now, who, when I brought cannabis up, tried to give me a bunch of fear-mongering lies as facts, and I put him in his place pretty quickly. Uh, Doctors really don't like that. But facts are facts. All right, you guys, that's all I got for now. Check out the blog so you can see a bunch of different articles that'll tell you all a a bunch about the same reasons uh, vaguely about why you get red eyes. Though the weedist did have a pretty good one. I think that was the best one. But I have to say that the absolutely best link that I'm going to be giving you is a Yahoo Answers page about why things like Visine are bad. And he really breaks down that whole eyeball description and the multiple layers and why things like the refreshed gel would be the best option if you want to deal with your dry slash red eye situation. All right, if you are prone to red eyes, check it out. Get back to me. I would love to know if it really helps, okay? I'm sure it's going to help my dry eye situation, but the red eye situation is just something I can't, I can't do anything about. When it comes down to me being stoned enough to get red eyes, I'm too stoned to care about anything else, quite frankly. So (laughs) somebody needs me to be all clear eyed and bushy tailed. They've got bigger problems to deal with than just uh, how red my eyes are. And they're also going to have to deal with the fact that I've got mad giggles, munchies, and really can't focus on anything at all. Kind of about how I'm starting to feel here right now. All right, I'm going to get this cut, edited, posted, and then I'm going back to bed, you guys. Thanks for spliffing it. Ciao for now.